0: deplorable nation a podcast where your voices can be heard where things that affect you and your family are important because it's important to all of us every one of us matters and everybody has a voice we're going to be bringing you news current events and throw in a lot of humor and then you decide for yourself Hello, and welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. This is episode number 65, Paranormal Normal. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a very special guest, brand new to the podcasting community but doing a killer job, kicking butt and taking names, Mr. Nico from Upstate Unconventional. How the
1: heck are you? Well, oh, thank you, Janet. That was quite the intro there. <laughs> ah, I'm, doing, shit. I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Fabulous, fabulous. Wonderful. So I'm I'm excited that we get to speak again because we were just on a swap cast for people who don't know. Um Nico and I were on Red Pill Cartel. I think it was episode number six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it was... you'll have to check that out. That was a fun show. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what you would say <laughs> the topic of that show was. We kind of covered a l- everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything, exactly. A little
1: bit of everything. Uh, um yeah.
0: and just so just so the listening audience knows, uh Nico was a sexy teacher. So there you go. <laughs> so so for my listeners tell them um like about your show what what made you start your show how long have you been doing it and what made you just decide to be in the podcasting community
1: um well i listen to podcasts all the time and you listen to some and you're like i think i could do that and I, i was prolonging it and procrastinating it and all that stuff and in june i had a kind of a weird paranormal experience happened. And this whole year has been weird uh, with that kind of stuff going on. And I was like, you know what? I'm just finally going to do it. Um, I was a teacher before that, back in from 2014 to 2018. Correction, sexy teacher. <laughs> I was a sexy teacher. <laughs> <laughs> from 2014 Ladies, to 2000. he really
0: is. It's true.
1: <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. Um, I, I couldn't stand teaching anymore, so mm-hmm. I got out of that. I started my own little lawn care, uh, property maintenance business. I was doing that for a couple years. Then I started working for a car dealership, detailing cars, and now I'm working for myself again. So <laughs> I have some time. Good for you. Yep. Good Broke for you. Broke out of the matrix. Couldn't take it anymore. The company so was... Yeah, go ahead.
0: What made you decide to, to leave teaching?
1: Um, well, I I hated doing it. And in 2018, so in New York state, when you become a teacher, you get your initial certification with your bachelor's degree. And then Mm -hmm. after five years or within five years, you have to at least start your master's degree to get your Mm -hmm. final certification. And I was coming up on five years and I really, really, was at this like crossroads where I was like, do I stick with it? Do I not? And there was a job opening at the school I was working at. And I did the interview. Everyone was like, you know, you've been here for five years. This is basically a formality. And then I was substitute teaching there for five years. And I did a lot of long-term positions and everything. And I was teaching summer school. And this was like two days after the job interview that everyone told me I had. And they brought in two people. They kicked me out of my summer school class so they could teach a class for in front of the superintendent. And I mm-hmm. was like...
0: Exactly.
1: I, I was like, okay, I'm done. And I ruffled a little bit of feathers there during that summer school <laughs> program. Like petting a cat backwards? <laughs> mm, you could say that. It, it's, it's really insane. I just did an episode with New York Patriot talking about some of the hypocrisies and just the... Mm-hmm. Your I downfall. just listened
0: to that today, actually. Yeah, but shout out in my patriot, love you bunches.
1: Mm-hmm. He was the sixth guest on my show. It was yeah. good episode. Um, but anyway, so I stopped doing that. I started working. For, I was doing landscaping and stuff on the side because you don't get paid anything when you're a substitute teacher, and I was right. trying to raise a family of you know two kids and a wife. So that wasn't really cutting it, and went into business for myself started working for a company a couple years later and now I'm back in business for myself and I have some time to do this podcast.
0: But- That's fantastic. Yeah. I got out of teaching too, just because, I mean, I loved it, but I hated the amount of time that mm-hmm. went into it because I was teaching college and I was doing split shifts. So I was teaching morning and night class mm. <clears throat> And then we'd always end up having a meeting right after I got done teaching all morning. And so that would last forever. And then I'd finally get to go home for a couple of hours. And every day it was like grade papers from the morning class. Get shit ready for the evening class. Get home at 11 o'clock at night. Grade papers get stuff ready for the morning class. And it was like, i never saw my husband, never saw the kids. And it got to the point where it was like 80, 90 hours a week that I was putting in. And I was like, yeah, no, that's this. I can't do this anymore.
1: No, I just can't. It, it, it's impossible because even as like a substitute teacher, I wasn't getting paid. I didn't have benefits or anything like that. And I'm right. putting in all these hours, grading everything, contacting parents outside of the school. I mean, it's just like, it it was too much at times. Yeah,
0: it is. It's a lot of work. And for people that don't know about the field of teaching, that's what I, I think a lot of people don't understand, is that a really good teacher does put in a lot of work and a lot of time. And if you've got somebody that doesn't, those are your crappy teachers. Mm-hmm. That just don't want to be there and don't care about effort. And it's like, you know, I always went outside of this suggested grading or suggested lesson plans and like did my own thing to make students learn. And I'm one of those goofy teachers that's like they would make fun of me for making up like stupid songs or retarded sayings or making them act out you know, certain things in the medical field or whatnot because it was medical school I was teaching. Mm -hmm. And so they would make fun of me. And then when it came time for their boards, they would come back and they would be like, you would not believe. I remembered that stupid song that you mm-hmm. taught us, or I remembered whatever you said. It was always so dumb in class, but oh my god, it stuck with me. And I'm like, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, well, think about how many times you have a song stuck in your head, and you know the words to it, and you hate the yep. song, but it. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many different ways to teach, and it's just yep. like, it's a shame. I mean, I'm kind of. I, I want to try to use this podcast too as kind of a teaching thing. Cause teaching tool, yep. You still have that in you a little bit, you know. It, it Absolutely. never, never goes away. But and it wasn't the kids. I mean, the kids were terrible most of the time, but it was the administration. That yeah. particular school, did. It, it's.
0: Yeah, I had the yeah. same problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> administration was always the worst. I had I had some awful students. Not gonna lie, because I had some that like. Mm-hmm mad over grades and wanted to stab me in the parking lot after class and um, stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I'll meet you outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, know, you don't scare me little kid. I worked on a prison unit at the hospitals. You're, you you do not frighten me. <laughs> no, it was the administration that was garbage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Always is. So, wow. so talking about, um, Like teaching people and, um, you know, planting little seeds or, you know, giving them new information that they've never gotten. You have a very interesting story about paranormal stuff. Um, So talk to me about that. Like, has it always been that way? When when did the first thing happen to you?
1: Well... Very first thing that happened to me, I was probably five years old. And this was like a reoccurring dream I had for years and years and years. And I asked my mom about it. She doesn't remember it or anything like that. But me and my brother were outside in our backyard. This was at our first house. And I was five. So he was like three, maybe about three. And we were playing in the snow. And we were like jumping off of our swing set and everything. And I remember looking up and seeing an old man open the gate to our backyard, walk into our backyard, walking towards us. And I freaked out and I just ran inside, told my mother and she looked outside and there was no one there. And I've had this like reoccurring memory of this for my entire life. And then a few years ago, we were looking through some old family photos And there was a picture of my great-grandfather, and he was wearing the coat that the guy was wearing, the same hat, and the face was always kind of blurry in my memory. But as soon as Mm -hmm. I saw that picture, I was like, holy crap, I think that was Grandpa Leo, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And again, I I don't have any solid proof of that, but that was definitely the first weird experience I remember. Now,
0: did... How did that make you feel other than scared at the moment, like afterwards? Um, Like, did you have any different kind of feelings?
1: Yeah, it was terrifying. And then you just always wonder, like, was it a neighbor that walked in? Was it a homeless guy? Like, you just never know. And it was so real to me and no one else remembered it. So everyone kind of like thinks you're making it up. (laughs) <laughs> you know,
0: okay, Nico <laughs> So did something traumatic happen to your grandpa? Do you know?
1: No, he died I have probably lung cancer. I think he was a pretty heavy smoker I know my grandfather died of lung cancer and I have another story about him, too. That's kind of interesting um, but no it He the only thing I can say is he never met me He died Right before I was born. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. But that was. So
0: So what happened? Um, like when was the next thing that you experienced?
1: So that's all I remember in that particular house. And I was about five years old for that. Um, the next house we moved into was in 2003. And that place was haunted. <laughs> I, mean, um, I did an episode with my brother.
0: I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want you to talk about that.
1: (laughs) So I was, so I was going into seventh grade. So I was like 12 years old and I was always creeped out in that house, but I was kind of oblivious to a lot of it. But my brother had got the brunt of it. You know, he, uh, within, well, the, the house in general was just within the first month we put like all new carpets and everything down. And within the first month, the whole house flooded. (laughs) So it was just like bad omen after bad omen. But, um, he had in his room, his room, it was a raised ranch and his room was all the way at the end of the hallway, kind of towards the end of the house. And he would wake up in the middle of the night and there would be an old woman standing over him just staring at him or sometimes she'd be sitting in the corner and he was just completely terrified of this. And I never saw her, but I mean, it went on for a couple of years. And what's interesting is we know the people, me and my brother were friends with the grandkids of the people that sold us the house. And they were a, my brother was able to confirm with one of the grandsons that the, that was the grand the great-grandmother's room. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a little confusing. But that was her room that she died in. I, I don't know if she actually died in that room, but that's the room she was in. And she was, I guess, bedridden or in a wheelchair or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that happened. But then there was a ton of just strange activity in that house. You would... Uh I I suffered from sleep paralysis from the time I was 12 years like within the first couple of weeks of moving in there till I moved out <laughs> in 2016 So
0: did yours did your uh sleep paralysis start um like when you're older then?
1: Yeah, I don't, I've always had trouble sleeping ever since I was a little kid, but I never remember unless I blocked it out, but I never remember having sleep paralysis until we moved into that house and it would happen. Did you
0: ever have anything happen to you while you were in that state?
1: Yes. Um, I've had multiple different types where sometimes you just wake up and you're, Just frozen and you you can see everything uh but nothing's really you know you're panicking inside and it feels like forever but there's nothing there i've also Mm -hmm. had a few well several experiences where there's been like a black mass sitting on me or laying on me or something and it just feels like it's just crushing you and you can't move you can't it's absolutely terrifying i mean I hope no one's experienced it, but I know a lot of people have as well, mm-hmm, but it's right. just one of those, the hardest, it's hard to explain to someone that's never had it before, but you really can't move. You can move your eyes and you're trying to talk. You're trying to yell. You're trying to scream and you just, you can't. And then eventually it goes away. So a lot of, you know, people that are more, scientifically minded they think it's they'll tell you it's just your body your mind woke up before your body did and that kind of explains sometimes but it doesn't explain the black mass sitting on you you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't explain the the, shadow person in the corner
0: (laughs) yeah and the interesting thing about sleep paralysis is that they really do not know what causes it they have made Guesstimations. I love to say guesstimations because mm-hmm. that's all it is, is guesswork, um, where they think it may be related to uh, depression or anxiety or um, sleep disorders or whatever. But then you have patients that don't have any of the above and that get good REM sleep and all of that kind of stuff, but still experience that. And it is a very um, interesting phenomenon because it does paralyze your muscles as if you were in REM sleep, although you are completely awake and your brain is functioning, but you're unable to speak because, you know, vocal cords and everything are muscular. And so you can't move anything. And you can't talk and you can't scream and you can't do anything. And so that is an ex- extremely terrifying thing all on its own. And then add in the fact that there's a shadow being in the corner or, you know, something on your bed or you feel like something's sitting on you. There are all kinds of things that that patients have talked about that have sleep paralysis where they've had experiences like that. Yeah, so it's and, it's scary.
1: Oh, it, it's it's the worst, and it's so funny because like I'd never. Well, I was always kind of an anxious kid and very quiet, but um, any depression and anxiety, all that stuff heightens once you have it. So, <laughs> what what really comes first? Do you have anxiety, or do you have anxiety because you're suffering <laughs> from this disorder?
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I have anxiety because I just saw a dead person in my room. I don't
1: right. know.
0: <laughs> So um, w- when you were telling your, your family about things that happened to you, were they like, oh, Niko.
1: Well, they, they tell you it's just y- a dream, you, you know?
0: <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing is that a lot of people that have experiences in the paranormal. World, I guess you could say, um, not only talk about sleep paralysis, but they also talk about the recurring dreams. Yes. And it's like, you know, it, it's like every night it's the same thing, or multiple times throughout the night, or if you wake up in the middle of it, you go back to sleep and you're right back into the dream where you were, you know, and it continues, but it's always the same segment of dream.
1: Yes. And every I was, time. I was just going to say that, that I've always been a very lucid dreamer. I've always mm-hmm. had very vivid dreams, um, you know, sporadically. It's not every night. And right now I don't really remember my dreams at all, which is nice. But my whole mm-hmm. childhood I could remember just bizarre scenarios you're put in. And always – it almost feels like you're just – continuing a different timeline almost like you you go into Mm -hmm. this dream world and you're just continuing where you left off from the last time Mm -hmm. and I mean I've had dreams one time I can't even make this up like this isn't really paranormal or anything but I had a dream where I got up I went to a college class I did I I went through an entire day and as soon as I laid down in my bed in the dream I woke up and it was like you know two o'clock in the morning I was like it was so real. I, I was driving. I, I mean, everything was. It just makes you wonder. Like, were you? In a you weren't on Ambien, were you? No. <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> but it's just insane. But um, yeah. So another. Oh, go ahead if you're going to say something. I,
0: no, I was just going to say that. Um, you know. The The Ambien thing is a joke, but it's not really a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that don't know, that's a sleeping pill. It's very widely prescribed and very much hallucinogenic um, in nature. And patients that take that, they think they're dreaming and they do go out. They're asleep. But they do go out, they get in their car, they drive places, they go to people's houses, they carry on entire conversations, all while asleep, but still awake at the same time, and then they don't recall it. They don't recall anything they did, and people will call them the next day and be like, yeah, you showed up at my house at 4 a.m., Um <laughs> And you asked me if I wanted to have a beer or, you know, whatever. And you were talking all kinds of crazy stuff. And the person does not remember like any of it. They don't. Yeah. So that wasn't really a joke, but it was kind of.
1: No, it's it's crazy because, well, I mean, you see people nowadays, you wonder how many of them are on Ambient. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> exactly. In their regular life. <laughs> oh.
0: Zombified. Mm-hmm. Zombified. So – So, tell me, because I know you had, or your brother had, like, multiple experiences in that um, second house, that haunted house that you guys lived in. Tell him about um, the noise in the basement.
1: Yeah, the the one where he, they found the thing. Yes. Yeah, so this was bizarre, because I, I think I was, I wasn't home when he came home. So, he got home after me. Or before me, I was staying after for wrestling or some sport or something like that. And he heard this knocking in the basement. Like someone walking around downstairs and stuff. And of course, he was probably like 10, 11 years old. Maybe 12. So he freaked out. Uh, he went to go check. My dog wouldn't go downstairs. And and these were hunting dogs. They weren't really afraid of too much. exactly. And the uh, dog just started growling Um, so he just went in his room and just waited it out until my parents got home and when my parents finally got home they went down and they looked around and my father went into so like it was a raised ranch and the downstairs was where my dad had his pool room that no one was allowed to touch I think we talked about (laughs) that (laughs) Yeah, yeah and then he had a whole bar set up it was a cool room it was like you know he had all his Hunting trophies, mounted and everything. It was pretty nice. but And then in the back is corner... this there man was, cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That no one was allowed in except him.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> and so in the back of it was like the little boiler room where the hot water heater and everything is. So when they went down to look, there was this like orange vest that was all beaten up and ripped and kind of tattered and... Didn't belong to any of us. Didn't belong to anyone in our family. No one had been in the house. And my father kind of in an ambient state just took it outside and burned it. <laughs> didn't remember doing that. <laughs> it's the weirdest. Like it was nothing. Right. He just like picked it up was like, nope. I'm not going to deal with this mentally. So I'm just going to take it outside and burn it. <laughs> and that was it. I,
0: I normally uh, find old used clothing from other people laying on my floor Mm -hmm. and don't think a thing of it. Yeah. Right.
1: And and that's like, (laughs) that's kind of a common theme with that house was like, my parents were just, uh, they were either in denial of it or just completely oblivious to it. And I mean, we would hear stuff all the time. You would hear your name being called Mm -hmm. from downstairs or upstairs. Like whispery. Yeah. Or sometimes not even whispery. It'd just be like, you'd hear like, Hey Nico. And uh, you'd think it, was, I'd think it was my dad. I'd go downstairs and he's not downstairs. He's out in the garage. And you're like, okay. <laughs> all right. Do, do, do. Yep. <laughs> and it had so many, like, we would just find dead animals around the house a lot. Like possums would always just die under our back porch. Um,
0: that's, that's not a good thing. That's not a good sign at all. No. Was there, was there like... Um, a lot of flies around yeah. there, or blackbirds,
1: flies, mosquitoes, crows, and I, I don't remember if I talked. I think I talked about it on the episode. Maybe my dad were just uh, target shooting, uh, sighting in our bow and arrows, and just normal, nice day. Probably like three, four o'clock in the afternoon, shooting our bows, and all of a sudden we hear like this caw, like rat, and a freaking crow just dropped dead out of a tree and fell right in front of our targets. (laughs) And we were like, what the hell? I mean, this stuff would happen a lot there. It's.
0: And, you know, I hate to say this. Um, and this is not just like movie stuff that you see, um, truly haunted places like that or, or places where there's a lot of paranormal activity, There are like massive fly issues. There's tons of blackbirds, tons of dead animals, weird goings on literally all the time. And I know a lot of people don't believe in that. They don't buy it. The town that I was from growing up, we had an old plantation house um, that had been, you know, Like fenced in and stuff. It was vacant, of course, but, um, it was like, um, a house where they did like the underground railroad, like went Mm -hmm. through where I used to live at. And so this was one of the places where they had hid slaves that they were trying to, you know, get freed and, and stuff like that. And a lot of people died and there was a ton of death in that house. And it was like the creepiest, scariest thing. Even when you drove by there, you could feel like just this dark, like awful energy. Mm -hmm. It was like the most frightening place. And you would see all kinds of stuff or think you saw something like even driving past. And it was literally all the time. And it was such an old house. It was built like in i don't know 1700 and something so it had been standing there for super duper long time um untouched but like the the people that owned it there was like murder in the house they like the um the uh guy that owned the house like murdered his wife in there and it, i don't know there was all kinds of stuff on that on that house but It was another one of those things where it was fly-infested, dead animals literally all over the place. Mm -hmm. It was, it was creepy.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'd find like dead squirrels up in the attic. It it was, it was crazy. Horse flies everywhere. They would just like, it wasn't like Amityville Horror where they're just covered the window, but like Mm -hmm. they would just be everywhere. And I always wonder too, like, because that house supposedly was built in the seventies, so that's not that long ago. Mm -hmm. but I always wonder, is it the house itself that's haunted or is it the property it's on? Yeah. Yep. Because and it could have
0: been, it could have been like a burial site or something.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's tons of native American nations around Mm -hmm. where we were in New York, like the Mm Sopas tribe and other stuff like that. So I I never looked too deep into that. I probably should, but the whole house was just sinking on its foundation. I mean, from the time we bought it to the time we they my parents moved out of it, it had sunk like six or seven inches down. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just so, just tons of problems in that house. Always, always very creepy, and the energy in there. Like we've even dri- driven by it a few times just to see it, and they put some new siding on it, but it's just it's just a weird vibe when you go past there.
0: So do you still feel like that really dark energy when you pass it?
1: Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And it's so weird because like I really didn't notice how bad it was until I moved out and then would come back to visit. And then it was like, holy crap, I I lived here, you know, just so how
0: how close in age are you and your brother?
1: We're two and a half years apart.
0: Okay, so so very close. Mm -hmm. So is he younger than you are? Yeah. Okay. So about how old was he when he started experiencing?
1: He was probably nine. Yeah. Cause I, when we moved there, I was, well, I was still 11. So he would have been, yeah, eight, nine, eight and a half. And yeah, he, he got it the worst. But again, I mean, even just walking down that hallway and it wasn't really a long hallway, maybe like 15 feet, 20 feet Mm -hmm. at most. uh, It was just a very creepy, dark vibe that you just, I didn't like walking down there. And my parents' room was right across the way. Same kind of vibe in that room, but they just ignored it. And at the other end was our living room that no one was allowed to go in with the nice furniture. (laughs)
0: I know people really (laughs) have to go listen to that episode (laughs) Um, on Broad Pill Cartel because that was so much fun. We talked about plasticking the house and stuff. mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I mean, they would put a gate across this living room because Mm -hmm. they didn't want the dogs going in there. And it's like like, the
0: expandable gate.
1: Yeah. No. Well, my dad's cheap. So he he just bought a piece of lattice from Lowe's. Yeah. (laughs) Like, thumbtacked it to the wall.
0: This is my gate, bitch.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. So, that house, so,
0: what other what other kind of things have happened to you since you moved out of that house? Anything?
1: Um, yeah. A few things. Uh, when we moved out of that house and I met my wife, um, the sleep paralysis pretty much went away. I think I had, like, one or two, uh maybe three times it happened but they were never too serious and my son my son was born in 2017 we were living in a house and that had some weird vibes so i always wonder if maybe it's me that's haunted (laughs) and it kind of follows me around but that was an older house and it was i I didn't really get too creeped out there until we actually moved out and this is the only real paranormal experience at this place, this was from... We lived there from 2016 to 2000, 2018. Yeah, fall of 2018, we moved out of there. Um, the only real creepy thing I experienced... We had some stuff happen, but that it's hard to say because it's an old house, faulty mm-hmm. wiring and stuff. Lights would go on and off sometimes, but the one room that my, my stepson was staying in was... He he never had a good time in there. He didn't like it. It was it was a smaller room, too. It was a very small little two-bedroom house. And he always had a tough time sleeping in there. He never liked being in there. He would sleep downstairs on the couch. And right before we moved out, because my son was born, so he was in the crib in our room, which was the bigger room. So we switched the kids' rooms. or We switched the rooms, so we took the smaller room. And I got to say, I always had a rough time sleeping in there it was very weird there was a closet in there and there was like a little attic space it wasn't an official attic but we went up i went up and looked there one day and there was just a ton of old jars laying around it was very (laughs) very weird
0: what was in those jars?
1: They were all empty, but it was just uh, like hundreds of like mason jars, just
0: like, oh my God, you should have totally taken those. I know that dude, that's worth some money. But yeah, that that's so creepy because I don't have a lot of storage space in our house, but I sure shit I'm not gonna store um things that I would normally use in the attic. Um yeah. no, no.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't even a real attic. It was just like this cutout and you like lifted the board up and it was weird. And I didn't, we never even went up there until like a month before we moved out. And it, it just creeped me out. And I, I thought the same thing too. Like I, I should have taken some of them, but yeah. It was but just,
0: you might've been taking something with you too.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah.
0: And I wonder like how long they'd been there because Mason jars has been around for a really long time. hmm so I wonder, like, how long they've been there and what their original purpose was for making a hiding place to put those.
1: Right. I mean, I think that house was built in 1939 or yeah. 1941.
0: So who knows? Maybe, maybe. Those were, maybe that was uh, booze stuff.
1: Yeah. Maybe that's you know. what
0: they, they drank moonshine out of.
1: Yeah. Or they were just, it could have been a simple thing, like they were just extra canning supplies that they had nowhere to put who knows i mean but yeah and when we moved out of there i was just kind of doing a final walkthrough one night sweeping stuff out just taking the last little bit of shit that's laying around and um this is the only time i got terrified in that house i was in that room sweeping it out and it's funny i just got like the goosebumps on my back. yep and there was just this weird energy there where i i just had to get the hell out of there as quick as possible i left everything there just got out you're like you can have the broom and the yep. dustpan exactly <laughs> my pants you can mm-hmm. literally have it all <laughs> the shit i left on the floor the literal exactly. shit that i just took <laughs> but yeah no i we didn't that's all i left there. i it left like it broom. in a
0: pile for you Yep,
1: it's all set but it was just the weirdest thing i was i shut the light off in that closet And it was a tiny, narrow little closet. It was so awful to try to put anything in. But I I just couldn't get out of there fast enough. I I left the door unlocked, just left, and told the landlord, who I I was pretty good friends with at the time, you know, just anything that's in there, just throw away or keep. Or if there's anything that looks important, just let me know. And just never went back.
0: (laughs) I was still thinking about the shit on the floor. (laughs) You can have that too. It's free of charge. Free of charge. (laughs) So was it one of those closets where, um, because I I used to live, I owned a a house that was super old. Was it one of those closets where you couldn't even shut the door if there was a full size hanger in there? Yeah. You'd have to turn them like kind of sideways to shut the door? Yeah. I had one like that too, and it was the weirdest, weirdest closet. It was in my daughter's room. Yeah,
1: actually, no, that and, closet was a little longer. It went back further, but the one in our bedroom was like that. And it just, what's the point of that? Did they just have I, smaller clothes back then, or?
0: <laughs> I, it was weird. I don't even know, but hers was that way, and you know, it was like such a small area. But then there was like a little alcove. It's. It was almost it made me creepy to think about because I thought like this seriously looks like they used to put somebody on this raised little platform box in there like a sleeping area. Mm. It was so strange. I'm like, what? What is this, and why? Like, I don't. Yeah, (laughs) it was so weird. I don't know. But that, I guess that's a thing in, like, the really old houses is having a closet like that where you can't shut the door with the hanger in there. Yeah.
1: Well, I always wonder, too, like, this is off topic, but, like, you hear of, like, these families that, like, raised, like, 10 kids in a one-bedroom apartment. Like, how the hell did they do that? Exactly. <laughs> they must. Have yeah, because
0: just- the people that I bought that house from, um, it was, like, a, you know, the mom and dad, and they had, like, four kids and it was literally two bedroom house mm-hmm. and the rooms weren't huge. And I'm like, um, where did everyone sleep? Yeah. Like, Outside I, yeah, I don't,
1: tent. I mean, like- <laughs> I
0: have no idea. It was like the weirdest thing, but like, and we've lived in some super creepy houses, like <clears throat> my entire life. And it's like either with my parents or, you know, when I was moving around a lot because trying to figure out where the hell I wanted to go. And it's like some of those houses where the with the unfinished basement where it's like dirt floors and like a half wall Mm -hmm. with like dirt in this creepy like space past the half wall that, you know, you're always worried if there's like bones or bodies or yeah. whatever stashed in there yeah i don't i don't like stuff like that Mm-mm. creeps
1: no. me out that was our first house the very first house that had just you know a rough like gravel floor down there mm-hmm. and you had to like squeeze into this little hole to get down it was terrible you don't understand the point of that but yeah i guess that's we had good. one
0: that had what was called a fruit room have you ever heard of that
1: no, but did they keep fruit in there to firm yeah, it's it?
0: like a, it yeah th- mm-hmm. it was like an old um one of those old dingy dirt floor basements with the half walls and stuff, and then they would have this room that they called a fruit room and it was for um like storing goods like way back in the day because this house was like freaking old it was like built in nineteen nineteen or something. Mm. You know, and it was like, um it was basically like a pantry area,
1: mm-hmm.
0: only not, because super creepy. Yeah. yeah, and they would, that's where they would store like sacks of flour or, you know, whatever kind of, you know, vegetables or fruits or, or you know, whatever. And they would, they would let stuff ferment. So, yeah, it was, it's creepy.
1: Yeah, it's always weird, too. You see, like, the older houses, they would, like, cure meats just hanging down in the yes, basement. And,
0: uh, that's exactly what kind of thing that mm-hmm. was. Yeah. But, <laughs> or so, maybe bodies. I don't yeah, know. I know knows. that's bad. Some people are going to listen to this episode and be like, nope, nope, don't want to <laughs> listen to that. Turn <laughs> it off. Yeah. You got to oh. laugh about this stuff.
1: No, you right? have to, because otherwise you go crazy. I mean... Cause you, re- you really do think you're kind of going crazy at some points. Cause you're like, how do you explain to someone that there was a black mass laying on my chest last night? Right. <laughs> they, they just, you know, but. Right. So when we. so Go ahead.
0: Uh, no, go ahead. Finish your thought.
1: I was going to say, so when we moved out of that house, that was fall 2018. We moved to a little apartment. We were there for a year. No activity there at all. You know what I mean? It was very mellow. We lived there from...
0: You're like, whew.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like it was a crappy tiny apartment in one of those big complexes. So, it was awful in other ways. You know, you could hear the neighbors working out upstairs. You know, that kind of annoying stuff. But no paranormal activity, which was Mm -hmm. nice. Then we moved into the house we're in now. And it was... Great. You know, no issues at all. Pretty good. Then, you know, 2020 happened, but <laughs> no issues during that until August 4th of 2020. And I can get into that in a second. Yes. But, so I'll just jump right into it. So I hadn't had really any sleep paralysis at all since 2016. It was, And I kind of, like, blue-pilled myself a little bit in that time. I I really got into, um, like, the conspiracies and all this stuff back in, like, 2012 when everyone thought the world was going to end. Right. So that's – I was awake to a lot of this. And then when my son was born, I just kind of focused on family. And it's like, it never goes away. Once your eyes are open, you see it. But you just kind of ignore it. And then 2020 happened and – Back on that train now. <clears throat> but
0: <laughs> So much for the short derailment.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like a, a very light blue pill for, for a couple of years. And
0: that's not that Viagra?
1: I, no. <laughs> that's for something else.
0: <laughs> that's a heavy blue pill. <laughs> that's what she said.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, as long as they don't complain. Um.
0: (laughs) Send complaints, (laughs) too. Oh, my
1: God. What is it? On tinfoil hat when they do the blue chew commercials all the (laughs) time.
0: Well, I'm sure there are some people that think they need blue chew. Mm -hmm. However, and this is a little tangent, and this has nothing to do with paranormal stuff. I guess it could. If you had a ghost helping you out, um, Rosie Palm, but, um, masturbation, frequent masturbation, when you lose your sex drive will actually help you to boost your testosterone naturally so that you don't have to take the synthetic fake shit that actually destroys your prostate and your kidneys. Just saying, there you go.
1: The more, you know,
0: health tip. Yeah.
1: No, it's good. The more
0: you know and the faster you go, anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everything in that. moderation, folks. Everything in moderation.
0: Stop or you go blind.
1: <laughs> yeah. What, what was the point of that one? I, I never... um,
0: because we talked about the blue pill. Oh, uh, wait. No, no, no. You, but you why, why would you going go blind? blind? I don't know. <laughs> People make up dumb shit. Like I, My husband and I have this conversation all the time because – we always talk about the stupid things our parents used to tell us when we were growing up. And one of the big things my parents used to always say is don't swallow your gum. Cause a tree could grow in your stomach. And I'm like, what? Like what? And my husband's like, do you know, um, there's actually been documentation that that gum is made of tree bark. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess maybe they weren't super dumb, but yeah, it was always stupid things like if you swallow watermelon seeds, a watermelon will grow, and yeah, mm-hmm. like
1: dumb stuff. Yeah, if you too much gum, it stays in you for seven years or something. Yeah. Isn't that another one? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I could probably think of a few, but I'm drawing a blank right now. So anyway. There's so
0: many things, and I'm just like, I don't know if my like family was mentally retarded, <laughs> and this is where these things come from, or if it was passed down through centuries of retardedness. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody wonders what the hell is wrong with me and why I am the way I am, now you know. You do. You know. Oh,
1: my God. No, I feel the same way sometimes. You're n- You're not alone. I You're am handicapped
0: a... in a special way.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. No, well that we was inappropriate. No, it's not We
0: were we were talking about um your your little apartment and then August. Right. When when you had your <clears throat> episode.
1: Yes. So yeah, I hadn't had any sleep paralysis for a couple years. And this is just a weird story. Like I got home, it was like 4.30, and it was like getting ready to storm, but just kind of a gray day, very weird. I walk in, I go to let the dog out, and as soon as I open the door, like the second I pulled the sliding door over, I heard a big, it sounded like a shotgun blast going off. So I'm like ducking for cover, but I I happened to look up, and the wind just blew one of the, breaker things. I don't know the exact term for it, but it blew it off and we lost power. And I was like, that's weird. So we lost power and
0: like off the house?
1: No, off the there's a telephone pole right oh, okay. across the street and gotcha. they have this like bar that connects the yeah. two things and it just blew it right off, sparks and everything. And I was like, oh, so we don't have power.
0: Electrifying.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, all right, well, let's go do something. And my stepson was like freaking out. Like he, I can get more into him on another, another time (laughs) in another place. But so he's freaking out. So we were like, all right, let's just go out and do stuff, whatever. So we went and we got Chinese food, the whole thing. We get back, it's pitch black in the house still. So I go around and I pull out all my prepper gear, get my solar lanterns, everything, candles. So the whole house is, you, you can see in there and my son fell asleep
0: (laughs) it's illuminated like back in the day before uh electricity with all the new shit that's coming out
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah so my my little guy he was three at the time he fell asleep when we were driving around so i went and put him upstairs came down we ate stepson is like absolutely terrified I'm like, just calm down, man. And, you know, it's just power outage. No big deal. Yeah. They don't like the dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so we finish up. There's nothing to do. So I'm like, let's just go to bed. It's about nine o'clock and he won't go in his room. He's scared of everything. So I'm like, just sleep in our room tonight. No big deal. Go around, make sure everything's locked up. Get, um, I go sit down in bed. It's probably like 10 o'clock ish at this point. Cause I, I pace around. I'm a crazy person, but, um,
0: <laughs> You're getting sleeps... your steps in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. And now, now I have a German shepherd puppy and he just, he's, he's up my ass all the time. And he just follows me around at night. Like just that, looking at me. Like... That
0: Being up your ass. That's a whole nother show. Anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he like, he thinks he's a cop. So he just follows me
0: around. Let me smell your butt. Where have you been?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness!
0: I'm really sorry. No, you're. I will so. behave.
1: <laughs> don't. Um, so yeah. So I fall asleep, and anytime I, j- I it takes me forever to fall asleep. So anytime I just fall asleep, something weird usually happens. Uh, and fell right asleep, and I don't remember the time on this one. But I woke up and I was awake, but I was, I I think I was, I was definitely in sleep paralysis, but at the time I wasn't fully aware of that yet. But I woke up because I heard the door to my, to the kids' room open up. And I started hearing my son climb off his bed. I heard him walking through the hallway. He came, you know, down the hallway into our room, opened our door. Walked around our bed, climbed on top of me, like climbed up the side of the bed. I actually like kind of helped him up, I think, you know, just kind of pulled him up onto the bed. And he's a, he's a big kid. He weighs like, he's four years old now. He weighs 65 pounds. He's, he's huge, but he, so all this time I'm, I didn't really like look at the door because he does this all the time. He comes into the room almost every night or used to at least he doesn't anymore, but so I didn't think anything of it. And I pick him up onto the bed. He gets in between me and my wife, my stepson's on the floor next to my side of the bed. And he's just kind of snuggling between the blankets. Again, I didn't look at him. It's just the weirdest thing. And he starts kicking me and he's like kicking me on on the back, like pushing me off the bed. And he's, I feel myself sliding off the bed and I turned around to look at him finally. And it wasn't my son in the bed. It was this, like the best way I can describe it is like, um, like a ring wraith kind of from like Lord of the Rings. Like, but Mm -hmm. it was like kind of a, just a black, almost like a black hole, black mass. And it just, as soon as I turned my head, it started this like terrible, like screeching sound. It sounded Mm -hmm. like someone was hitting me with two leaf blowers on both sides of the head. It it was just absolutely insane. And I felt myself like getting like pulled into this thing and I'm like doing everything in my power to like hold on to the bed, but I can't really move. And I, I, it sounds crazy, but it felt like it was like trying to suck my soul out of my Mm -hmm. face. And finally I said just in my head I'd like scream Jesus Christ and it just like in a second just snap poof it was gone Mhm they don't like that No and it and I had when I was going through sleep paralysis a lot like pri- prior to 2016 that was kind of like my wake up call and I could always just it just became second nature like just okay Jesus come come help me and it would just go away Mm-hmm. But it hadn't happened in a while. And so I wasn't thinking that way. And it just, but it just disappeared. And I snapped out of it. I could move. I got up. And of course, I ran right into my son's room. I stepped on my stepson, getting off the bed, riled the dog up, ran into his room, and he's sound asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I squished my stepson like a mm-hmm. packet of ketchup. <laughs>
1: wrecked the whole house cuz there's no lights on <laughs> fell down the stairs <laughs> knocked my wife off the bed you know the whole thing and i get into his room and he's just sound asleep on his bed and i'm like what the fuck just happened like and of course i stayed up the rest of the night that was oh i'm sure and that that one screwed me up for a while that one just really i, I didn't know what to think of that because It's just insane, absolutely insane. And I didn't talk about it for a couple weeks. I didn't even tell my wife. I was just like, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, because you and you probably consciously or subconsciously chose not to tell her because you didn't want to freak her out. Mm -hmm. Because that's a freaky story. But let me ask you a question on that. Um, why do you think? that these kind of episodes happen? I mean, has there been um, like doubt in your life where you like lost touch with God or were you going through um, like some kind of trauma or do you think it has something to do with vulnerability or maybe the fact that you may be like a medium? Or an empath?
1: I think I'm definitely an empath. And it's so funny. Um, my friend, I think you follow him too. Hatter will happen. Taryn. Uh-huh. Yeah. He uh, he messaged me today and he was like, you're an empath, brother. And it's just so weird that you said that.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. And see, that's the thing. and And here's what a lot of people don't understand about that. Almost every podcaster... In our little community that that we have, where we all interact with each other, almost everybody is. Mm. And it's for people that don't know what an empath is. Um, an empath is actually a gift that you're given, um, and it's very hard for some people to control. Uh, you really have to learn how to do that, but you pick up um, other people's energies, auras. Um, You can pick up feelings. Um, You can read a room like right when you walk in. You can tell if it's dark energy or if it's okay. Um, If a place is um, like terrifying and you shouldn't be there. Sometimes you're connected with somebody like I'm connected with, um, everybody knows Bob's lessons, but I'm connected with him on a deeper level where I know when he's sick. I know when he's having a flare-up um, of his Crohn's, and I know when he's he's deathly ill because I feel it. I, I feel that, like the sickness that he's feeling. Um, and so that's the thing that I think a lot of these experiences happen to people that are empaths because, um, you feel that energy and they know that and they're drawn to that because sometimes, um, like people need help or spirits need help or, you know, whatever. And other times it's like evil intention, whatever. And a lot of people don't get that if they're, if they're not an empath, they don't, it's hard for them to understand, and they think it's far fetched. But it's actually a God given gift to be an empath, because yeah, not I, everybody is.
1: Yeah, I've I've been sensitive, like my whole, ever since I was little. I've always been very aware of people, and mm-hmm. I've always been a people watcher. Not to sound creepy or anything like that, but you know, I've always right. just been able to walk in and just know and
0: read somebody's personality.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's been around. And it's funny you mentioned that before about, like, someone needing mm-hmm. help. And mm-hmm. I can't get too deep into it because we're still going through some bullshit with my stepson's father. But soon, when all this is cleared up, I'll be able to go more into depth. But I think the fact that he was in the room that night mm-hmm. had something to do with that particular attack or right. whatever it was.
0: Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. and. I can tell you that's a hundred percent correct because of my ex and the energy that I could read off of my daughter when she would have to go visit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, there's a lot of that, but I am to the point now where I can control mine really well. Um, I can balance myself really well, really well, which is extremely important uh, to cleanse yourself constantly mm-hmm. and put yourself back in harmony and, and balance on a daily basis um, because you're constantly coming under attack for things. Um, but, and I know it sounds weird, but we're also the ones that have a higher speed, Spiritual frequency, a higher energy frequency, and I, can differentiate. Um, we have the gift of discernment,
1: yeah. And I was just gonna say, isn't it funny that, like, all of us kind of connect, yes. you know, online? And it's not just it's not coincidence. I don't believe it's in like you are drawn to people, mm-hmm.
0: and and like I did not know you from Adam a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Right. And I mean, then it
1: was like... We followed each other, but we never interacted or
0: anything like right? that. Right. And it was just like all of a sudden it's like, we're doing a show together. And it's so funny how that happens all of the time. And then when it does, you hit it off with somebody really well. And the conversation is easy and there's no issues. Yeah. Like ever.
1: Now, every person I've had on my show, I've never... It's funny because like Dave was like one of the first guests I had on my show mm-hmm. and I had never talked to him before. We literally like followed each other that the day before and he was like, I'll come mm-hmm. on. And it's like I've known him forever, you know, and right. it feels like I've known you forever. It, yeah, it's, it's really, like
0: old souls.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just it always makes me wonder, like, are we being kind of summoned together for this greater purpose or this yep. great awakening? Yes. or And I believe it is. You know? Yeah,
0: and I think so. I, I definitely think so. And, you know, I would almost guarantee you that most of the people in our community have had some kind of wacky experience, mm-hmm. um, whether they consider it paranormal or not. But, like, um, time, date, deja vu, um, everybody experiences things in a different manner. Um, Me, I have the distinct pleasure of, um, like, my, my sister was two years older than me, and, and she died when I was 24. And when she passed away, had my own house, living in my house, sitting there on the computer one night, you know, doing my mom time thing. And I smelled this overwhelming smell of lilacs. And that was her favorite flower. And then I start feeling like, you know, like the alien brain sucker. Like I'm sucking your brains and somebody's Mm -hmm. like doing the squishy thing on top of your head. She always used to do that to me and it was a joke.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so I'm sitting there at the computer and I'm feeling this and I'm smelling that. And she's like you know what? You're going to be okay. And these are the things that you're going to do. And I'm like hearing these, like she's talking to me, like she's there. I can't see her. I can just smell it, you know, and, and feel her swirling around on the top of my head, you know? And then at the end of it, she always used to like, give me a little punch in the arm. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, dummy. And so she was telling me, like, the, like, here's what you're going to do. You're doing the right thing. Or this is what you should be doing, you dummy, punch in the arm. And then it would go away, you know. Or yeah. I had patients that I was really close to that I would go to their funeral. And it was like I could hear them, like, talking to me, you know, whatever, and telling me things that only we had a conversation about. You know, so I've always had those kind of experiences ever since I was little. I've had things like show up at my house that I didn't order that nobody knows. Like I had a Kachina doll on my porch one day that was a protector Kachina. Hmm. And it's at the time when I was married to somebody that was a gun godly abusive. And it just wow. showed up on my porch. And so I would almost guarantee you that every single person in our community has had some kind of experience in one way or another.
1: Yeah. And when you were just saying that about your sister, I mean, my whole back is just like, I'm just sitting here with, with the goosebumps. It's That's,
0: I would get that way literally all the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I know you're here. And a lot of people would say, I know it's a dark spirit, whatever. And I'm like, could be, but I feel the energy and I don't feel anything dark. Like at all. Mm -hmm. Like it felt a happy, positive energy. So have you had any other experiences besides that really fucking creepy ass one?
1: Yeah. And again, this one, I I talked about this on, Uh, my friend, Eric, I I always butcher his last name, but he, he runs a show called the uncomfortable podcast. Uh And I did an interview on it because on it was father's day this year, this was bizarre. And I posted about it on my Instagram. And a lot of people were like, you're making this shit up, you know, and I can just tell you, I'm not making it up. I woke up. So I'll just tell the story. I don't don't know if you've heard this. Have you, Janet?
0: I don't think so.
1: No. Okay. So this was June 20th this year. And I had already, I I just mentioned that we're kind of going through some bullshit with my stepson. Was it about the dog? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I heard that.
1: Well, no, this, my dog was involved in this one too. I, I can tell that little one too that I did my first episode on. But this one, so it was the night of Father's Day. Uh, our father's day. It was probably, so technically it was the next day, but it was one o'clock in the morning. And I was just up late. You know, we had father's day, my stepson's with his father and everything. And that night I stayed up late, went to bed around one o'clock. I took the dog out. He went to the bathroom, everything went up to bed, And again, I just, as soon as I laid down on the pillow, I just fell asleep. And right at 2.43, I woke up suddenly just out of a sound sleep, just popped up out of bed, looked at the clock. It was 2.43 and my dog was going absolutely ballistic in the bedroom, just going crazy. And it, it was, I was, you know... An hour and a half into sleep at this point. So I was adrenaline's going off. I'm all foggy and whatnot. I didn't notice anything in the room or anything like that, but he was going absolutely ballistic. So I just got up. I'm in my underpants. I ran him outside. I just figured he needed to go out or whatever. Took him outside. He ran. He couldn't run out of the house fast enough. Ran out in the thing, got into the grass, and just laid down. And I was like, okay, I'm still half asleep. Not paying. Attention. My wife didn't wake up through any of this either, and that's another common uh, theme. <laughs> whenever
0: she's a heavy sleeper,
1: heavy sleep. Well, it's funny too because she is definitely an empath in a lot of ways. But whenever I have some weird spiritual thing happen, because I, I think all the sleep paralysis stuff is is spiritual.
0: Mm-hmm. Whenever
1: something like that happens to me. Is she sound asleep? It's like something is just blocking her energy off from waking up or whatever. It's so weird. And same thing happened to me. She had a little, she had a sleep paralysis thing a couple months ago and she fell asleep. I was awake right next to her and she, I didn't even notice. I mean, I was wide awake sitting on my phone, looking up something and there's something that happens when we have these kind of encounters that just blocks our energy off from each other. And mm-hmm. it's very weird. But and this is another weird thing. It's thundering here. I'm not making this up, Janet. Every time I do a podcast with somebody else, if I sit down and record one by myself, nothing. Every single time I do a podcast with another person, it rains and it starts thundering.
0: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: it's very bizarre.
0: <laughs> you know what that is? It's cleansing.
1: Interesting. Go a little mm-hmm. deeper into that. How so?
0: Well, and see, here's the thing. Um, like I said before, every empath um, needs to do their work to cleanse their, their self because as an empath, you get a lot of um, directed energies whether it's evil, whether it's good. um, Sometimes it's super overwhelming and you cry for no apparent reason. Um, That is one way to cleanse yourself is through crying. A lot of people are like, oh my God, like, I feel like I'm insane. Like I just burst out in tears and I'm like, no, because that is how your body balances things for you. So if you think about how, um, Frequencies are healing and everything is energy and connected through an energy level um, and through nature. Nature is the most healing source of everything. Mm -hmm. And so when you experience rain like that, when you're talking about deep things, Um, That is actually the universe's way and the frequency way and the nature way of actually cleansing you from what you need to be cleansed from. Because that kind of stuff is deep and it's dark and you're getting a lot of evil stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you don't cleanse yourself properly, the universe is helping you out on that aspect.
1: Wow. I mean... That makes a lot of sense. It's it's, yeah, because
0: um, and think about this, and people have heard me talk about this before. Um, one of the things that I always do is it's what's called white light. Have you ever heard of that? White light protection. Um, it's, it's hard to master, it's hard to get down, but the more you practice it, the easier it becomes, and the more expansive you can go. Um, White light protection is the um, light of Christ consciousness. It is an aura protection for you, and it's casting out um, negative energies. It's like God's divine light. Mm. And so whenever you encounter something that's like very dark, and I've been there before where I'm like... (sighs) Like, I feel like I can't breathe. Something is like, like around me right now that is like so awful. And what you do is envision the white light of Christ's divinity and Christ's protection surrounding you and engulfing you. Uh, you have to clear your mind. Um, it's kind of like a meditative technique, okay. but you just think about white light. And that's all that's around you is white light and it's surrounding you. And once you get that mastered, you can actually put that around your loved ones and then go bigger. The better you get at it, put it around your house, um, put it around uh, friends or family or, you know, people you care about or whatever. And even kids like um, kids are empaths, too. And kids are also very sensitive to picking up that kind of negative energy, and so you can teach kids about doing white light protection as well. If they if, and you tell them to like imagine a light bulb, mm-hmm. um, imagine like you're inside a light bulb, and all you see is this brightness and whatever. And like for for adults, it's really hard sometimes for people to master because. Especially if you like go lay in bed at night, um, empaths have a really hard time of shutting their thoughts off Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, (laughs) and it's like all these random weird things pop into your head that you haven't thought about literally all day long, but it all hit you when you lay down because that's a collection of all the energy you're picking up all day long. And so that's why it's hard for you to like shut your mind off and actually get good sleep because most empaths don't sleep very well either. Um, and it's because of that, because it's an energy collection. And if people don't cleanse um, and, and put themselves back in the balance, then that's going to happen. And you're going to have, <clears throat> you know, sleep issues or sometimes memory problems, headaches. Um, things like that. But like I said, crying, white light protection, um, there's essential oils that you can do. uh, Fragrances help, saging helps, you know, uh, there's all kinds of things that you can do to put yourself back into balance or even listening to um, like 432 or 432 Hurts yep. music, blah, 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 blah. Mm. um, you know, and playing, um, something in, in that, in that range, um, that will help to put your body back into harmony and balance. Yeah. And it's all about that. It's funny. Cause even, and that's why a lot of people get sick too, um, Right, Even because of that energy disturbance within your body, if you don't constantly let that out,
1: yeah, it's that, it's crazy. I've been getting a lot of signs lately, just in random places. The word mm-hmm. balance keeps coming up, and right. I'm a Libra. My birthday's in <clears throat> on Saturday. I'll be 30 right. years old, so ooh, it's just oh, happy early birthday, youngster! Oh, thank, you. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like my kid's age. <laughs>
0: I'm the grandma. Hello,
1: <laughs> you're young at heart. You're young, exactly. At heart. It's all that matters, childish heart. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I I definitely need more balance in my life. I know that because right. I can. I have ADD. I get hyper focused on stuff. I can get addicted to things very quickly. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I definitely need. The balance,
0: yeah, and sometimes, um, like I've only had one instance where, like, it was so much for me. And, like, I said, I'm old, so I've been doing this a very long time, but it was like so overwhelming for me that I had to actually call a friend who's an empath too and be like, Okay, I need you to help me because I cannot get rid of this on my own. I need you to help me, and so like we did it together, you know, and, and that's so important. And, you know, like I said, um, crying is awesome because that's your body's natural way of, of getting rid of stuff and it lowers your blood pressure, um, helps your mood because it releases all kinds of different chemicals and hormones and stuff. And so, uh, crying bursting into tears for no apparent reason is actually not a bad thing
1: no and it's again another synchronicity it's so funny because like just st- literally the stupidest stuff will make me like, just tear up. A I haven't, food commercial? Yeah, like, this, this the dumbest thing.
0: Oh, my God, that <laughs> Apple commercial. Fucking awful. And people were always like, oh, my God, it must be menopause. You must be on your period. I know, they say whatever. that to me all and the time. Like, and <laughs> I'm like, dude, no, literally, yeah, like, don't sit on the furniture. <laughs> That's another thing they gotta another listen to. Another inside joke. You gotta go exactly. listen to that
1: episode.
0: <laughs> but it's like, you know, like, dumb stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. like constantly. And my husband's like, are you expelling again? And I'm like, yep. He's like, mm-hmm. gotcha. It, cause he knows mm-hmm. like he knows like, cause, and this sounds dumb, but um, like when I was still nursing, people would call me like not nursing as in breastfeeding. I meant <laughs> nursing as in being a nurse. <laughs> Come suck my boob. <laughs> That'd make me feel better. <laughs> That's the best way to cleanse. That's a whole nother story.
1: (laughs) The best cleanse.
0: (laughs) But like when I was still a nurse, people would call me Dr. Janet and Mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor by any means, but they're like, I tell you things that are like, I don't feel comfortable telling the doctor or whatever. And then, you know, after I retired from that and from teaching, Like literally, we'd go to the bar, and I swear to God, like people would just flock, and they have to tell me, like, even people I don't know, like everything Mm -hmm. that's going on in their life and what was going on that day and whatever, and that's a lot of energy that you're picking up, you know?
1: Yeah, when I was and so then
0: they started calling me therapist, and they would call people would call me, and they'd be like, "Can we have a therapy session?" And I'm like, "Of course." Like, what's going on? What do you need? Like, whatever. And so, like, I literally get that all the time. With it's random people or somebody I haven't heard from for, you know, six years or whatever. But then they'll call me and they're like, I I need a session. I'm like, okay. I
1: don't get
0: paid for that. I just, like, I'm just here. Mm -hmm. And people know that. I don't know.
1: It's so crazy. Because, like, when I was at the car dealership, too, I mean, there was over a hundred employees and just any uh, people would just come over to me all the time. I'm in the back cleaning cars out. I've got a vacuum gone headphones in my ear and people just come over and they stand there and they're like, Hey, what do you think about this? And they're just like, (laughs) I always love talking to people, but it was just, and that's part of the reason why I kind of started the show too, because people were like, we would just go off on tangents about all the crazy shit going on. And people are like, you got to start a podcast, man. And so I just kept getting all these signs to do it, but yeah, it's like all the time, even just walking around calling people just come up and talk to me, all the strangers. And I don't mind it, but it's, it it is. People do that to me like at
0: the grocery store. And Mm -hmm. my husband has gotten to the point now where if we go anywhere together, um, like people will stop me in the middle of an aisle that I do not know. Mm -hmm. And they'll strike a, conversation up about church or you know doing hair or you know like elderly people I love hearing their stories because they got some amazing stories and I'm not um I'm not AARP age yet so please stop sending me mailers AARP (laughs) um I'm getting there I'm pretty soon I'm gonna get the fucking discount at Denny's just so you know that um But yeah, like people will start up a conversation and whatever. And sometimes when he's with me, he'll be like, "Ah, okay, I'll go wait in the car. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, because it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's almost like a magnet. Yeah. Where people are just drawn to the energy. Mm -hmm. And so they have to come over and they have to share. And I've had people on my show that have opened up and told me things that they have never told a single soul in their life.
1: Yeah. And I'm like,
0: (laughs) I'm sorry if you didn't want that out there, but yeah, like, I'm glad you got it out. I'm glad you got that off your chest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
1: I do. I mean, it it happened a lot. It doesn't happen as much anymore now that I'm kind of doing my own thing, (laughs) but it, it was like every day people just come over and it's like, it gets overwhelming. I mean, and I hate sounding mm-hmm. like, I, no, I always is. love to it talk is. to people, but No, it is completely. People, mm-hmm, they just come with you, like just the worst story sometimes. And you're like, yeah, if, yeah, if there's anything I can do to help, man. But like, it, it's, yeah, you get really sensitive to it.
0: Yeah. Um, and it does get overwhelming because if you think about like, um, they're unloading literally every year of their life Mm -hmm. onto you now. And so now you carry that with you along with you carrying your own. And sometimes it's multiple people a day uh, that you come in contact with. Even if they don't talk to you, they unload your, their energy on you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's very negative and it's very bad. And that's why I said, you have to learn to dump that. Mm-hmm. literally all the time and sometimes and I know it sounds retarded I I spend a lot of time outside I will literally sit outside for hours and uh listen to nature listen to uh the leaves and the trees or the watching the grass blow or you know all the different wildlife or whatever and I, I or the smells mm. I will sit outside for hours. And sometimes if I feel that um, like overwhelming sense of, okay, it's time to get rid of stuff. I will sit there and I literally like take both of my hands and make a ball like, like I'm pulling it out of my chest Mm -hmm. and I put it into a ball and I like throw it out into the field and I'm like, all right, this energy doesn't belong here. Go away. And I like throw it in the field. And I know that sounds dumb, but it makes me feel less burdened and I yeah. feel less heavy. And and a lot of breathing techniques too, um, where you focus on your breathing, those things help tremendously. And even um, like you can get um, necklaces that have... Um, like a fragrance end on them. And so you can use whatever essential oil um, that you like for, for calming purposes or whatnot. And you put it on those little ends of that necklace and, and wear that around your neck and you can actually smell those uh, fragrances. And that gets rid of things too.
1: Yeah. I've been burning
0: in in your room at night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been burning incense incense like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Incense helps. Yeah. But
1: I I need to, I've been just kind of taking notes as you've been talking. (laughs) Uh, Oh, You can,
0: can, anybody that has an issue with that um, can talk to me anytime. Like I talked about the crying in another episode and you would not believe the amount of people that reached out to me and they're like, I thought something was wrong with me. Like I thought I needed to go to the doctor because I had like some kind of depression. And I'm like, can you pick up uh, other people's personalities? Can you read energy in a room? Do you feel like, Ooh, like a sense of stay away from this area or that person or whatever. I'm like, cause if you're, if you say yes to any of the questions that I ask you, you're an empath yeah. And now, that's normal.
1: Now I have a question. Do you think more people are awakening to this idea? Like more people are empaths yes. and they never knew it before. And they're just, yes. it's because of yes. the time we're living in. Yeah.
0: Yes. And they, and more people are starting to feel that because, <clears throat> and, and it's not a, it's not a thing of sheep versus no sheep. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a, it's a thing really is good versus evil, and like I said, um, being an empath or having any of the other divine gifts that it literally talks about in the Bible, um, those put you on another plane. They put you um, closer to the person that God meant us all to be, and I know some people that are not spiritual are not going to understand that, but um, when you realize your potential and what you are and what your gifts are that you were given, um, information flows easily for you. That's why a lot of people that are empaths cannot be brainwashed. They can watch things um, on TV, even though it's like programming or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're like completely immune to it. that's because we are on a completely different plane and we're not at that level that's beneath the godly level if you want to call it that you know what i'm saying
1: i do does that that make sense it makes a lot of sense because it's like i was talking to someone today just all the time like the programming on tv i just see it now and once you see it you can't unsee it and i'm I'm probably the worst person to ever watch a movie with because I'll just sit there and be like, oh <laughs> I that's, know. <laughs> that's a symbol. We, oh, that's and, a symbol. And
0: we do that all the time. But you know, um, like a lot of people will say, Oh, don't watch horror movies or don't listen to metal music, which I'm a total metalhead. Just gonna say that. Love it. Thank you very much. Um, but like Don't listen to this. Don't watch that because it lowers your vibration. Actually, no, because my energy field is amazing. And like a lot of people will say, um, like, oh, dude, like you should totally trip on mushrooms. And I'm like, no, because guess what? I am already to the path of enlightenment. I don't need a trip right to tell me where i need to be because i'm already there i've been there for a very long time and like my energy is not shakeable um my faith is not shakeable and i'm you know like things are awesome
1: yeah that's that's great to hear i'm I'm, I'm working on it, you know, (laughs) I know. And it takes a while. And that's what Mm -hmm. I said.
0: People that people that are empaths, um, it takes a really long time to understand not only the gift that you were given, um, but how to use that in a positive manner and not let it overwhelm you and take over your life. Because um, a lot of what you consider ADD, is actually not really, it's the energy that's inside of you that you still need to learn to focus.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That really does.
0: It's because when when you get all that, when you take all that energy out in and if you're not expelling it, um, what happens when your body's out of balance? Your body's very hyper um, people have heart attacks and and strokes and things like that because your blood pressure goes crazy. Um, it, people always say like my blood is my blood is boiling or you know like I feel like my insides are quivering. Um, I feel like nerve like zaps down my legs or things crawling on me or whatever. That's because that's an energy thing because that's your that's your body like trying to figure out.
1: What to do with it all? Yeah, I used what to have. What to
0: do to get back to normal?
1: I used to have really bad restless leg syndrome. That's kind mm-hmm. of gone away now, but. Yep. Yep. That makes so much sense. It really, mm-hmm. really does. Um,
0: yep. So, so m- anyway,
1: do you want me to get back to that story?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Sorry about the tangent.
1: No, but that I'm was not a great really. tangent. No, that that was excellent. I, I think. I mean it helped me a lot, so hopefully it'll help some other people too. Yep. But absolutely. Yeah, that was great. Um so where was I? <laughs> oh, so oh, my dog
0: You're asking the senile one on the show <laughs> to tell you where you were.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. So
0: pretty soon you're gonna be I'm gonna be asking you to change my diapers. So, you know, I'm just saying. You know. Like don't ask the senile old lady in the nursing home to help you where you at <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: my goodness. So yeah, so I, it was two o'clock in the morning and my dog went ballistic. I took him outside and he just laid down. And Don't forget he was in his underpants. I was in my underpants in the backyard, <laughs> the sexy teacher. Outside. That's right, in his <laughs>
0: underpants. Oh, <laughs> Hello, and fantasy world. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for that. Um. So I, I was trying to drag him back in and he would not come inside. He just would not come in the house. I finally got him into the kitchen, closed the door, and he just laid by the back door. I went back up to sleep or went up to bed. Wife is sound asleep, laid down. And then I woke up at six o'clock in the morning and I was just completely out of it. Just didn't, it felt like I was on a different planet. And when I, when my wife woke up next to me, she looked over and she's like, what's that mark on your shoulder? And I was like, what? And I looked over and I had this weird, it almost looked like a brand, like something branded me, but it wasn't raised up at all. And it was like a bullseye, like an incomplete bullseye on my right shoulder. And I posted a little video about it on Instagram. And of course, you know, a ton of people are like, oh, it's fake, you know, it's BS, whatever. But I I didn't know what happened. And it was absolutely bizarre. This mark stayed on my shoulder for that happened on that Monday, Monday, the 21st of June. It stayed on me till about Friday or Saturday. It's almost a full week. And it never really faded. It just went away. And it was just the most bizarre thing. I went to send like a picture to my mother-in-law. The picture wouldn't send over the phone. Uh, it, it was just insane. And now, I went on. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just going to ask because I didn't I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Um, could it have been like an upper or lower set of teeth?
1: It was very small. It was about the size of a quarter little bit smaller than a quarter. And it, it might've been, I mean, you, uh, you can look at the Instagram. It's like one yeah, of my I'll first posts. Out. It's so, it was so weird and it just went away. But then I went on this podcast and we were talking and he thinks the, the host of that show, Eric, uncomfortable podcast, thinks it might've been something to do with the time because he looked up the angelic angelic number of 243 and it has to do with uh like significant changes prayers answered things like that and it's so weird because literally the day that mark went away we got a phone call from someone that's helping my stepson out and we got really good news and I, i can't get into too much of the specifics of it but like It was really good, important news. And the fact that it kind of happened on Father's Day was very bizarre. And the other news we got shortly after, too, was that my son had celiac disease as well. Right. And we were able to nip that in the butt and switch to the gluten-free diet. But I don't know. I mean, I I was off the entire next day that that happened. I was really kind of freaked out by it. And I'm well, sure <laughs> it's just so weird. And I'm going to try to take it as like a positive thing that happened right? because we did get all that good news, but we are still kind of going through a lot of BS too, that will be right. over soon. But yeah. What are your thoughts on that one? Cause I'm still trying to figure this one out. Uh,
0: I'm still trying to get to that point in your video. <laughs> I was trying to pull that up when we were talking. Um, You know, here's my thinking. And I am a firm believer in the fact that things happen for a reason.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And nothing is a coincidence. Nothing is misplaced. Um, Everything is put in place to either be a teachable moment, a relievable moment or, um, you know, something else, but there's always like a life lesson or a learning lesson or something like that attached to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm big into like picking up on the universe's um, signs, telling you to do something or to listen to something, to pay attention to something, and so, a lot of times, even if a sign happens, um, an incident happens, you know, whether you you may think it's negative or bad at the time, it may be actually saving you or stopping you um, from something or blessing you in some way, because everything is a stepping stone um like some people are meant to be in your life for a long time some people are meant just as a stone to another pathway mm-hmm. um and so a lot of times um that's another thing is an empath is learning to differentiate like Um, we're we're a self-gratifying society, right? Everybody wants things now or you want this job and you have to have this job or your life's going to be shit. That's not the way life works. No. If you are meant to be on that pathway, you will get that job. If you do not get it, your feelings may be hurt, but it's not up to you. It was already predetermined what was going to happen because that's going to put you on the pathway to where you're meant to be. And so each one of these instances, it's one of those things where it's kind of like a decipher key where you have to figure out what is the message that you're getting from things. What is the Bonus or blessing, or what is it stopping you from doing? Like, say you're thinking about going out and putting your family in debt because you need to buy this new car because you just really want it. Mm -hmm. You don't need it, but you really want it, you know, and then say, um, like, the electric at your house like completely blows up or your breaker breaker blows or something will happen to stop you or delay you right. from going to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Those are signs that you need to listen to and pick up on because it's stopping you or preventing you from, from doing something you're not supposed to do.
1: Oh, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I'll just tell another quick story. We can dive into this a little more if you want but mm-hmm. with that because I always I always like kind of regretted going to college and teaching right. and all that stuff but right. I, I can't regret it because when I was signing up for my student teaching there was like this there was a whole mess with the credits and because I transferred from a community college so it was a nightmare mm-hmm. trying to figure it out and then they didn't have right. a second placement for me And they just happened to find this, like, random placement at this school Mm -hmm. that was, like, 45 minutes away. Mm -hmm. And it it had to happen because the teacher, my mentor teacher there, introduced me to my wife two years later. Uh And it's just so funny because they had so many. She told me about her at the time I was student teaching back in 2013 She was like, I have the perfect person for you. The problem is she's married. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, but you guys would be great together. Right. And, you know, she told me everything about her. They had a lot of weird synchronicities that they went to school together, but they didn't know each other. And my wife Mm -hmm. was living in her childhood house at the time. And their kids were in preschool together. And it was wild. And I never forgot about that. And then randomly, two years later, I get a text from her. She's like, you're gonna go on a date in a couple of weeks with this person. I'm setting it up, and I hadn't talked to her, and I haven't really talked to her since. So it's just like she was in my life. She to was there. To,
0: us. Yep. That mm-hmm. and that's and that's the thing is, um, everything is the way it is for a reason, um, and there's no it, you when you, when you learn that, um, and when you learn how to. Uh, control things and look at things in a positive light um, because if you're stopped from doing something, it's, trust me, it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is always a good thing because it puts you on the path to where you're supposed to be. And think about that, like in terms of the podcasting community, every person started somewhere at the time that they were supposed to start. And everybody has a different style. Everybody has a different show. But every person was called to do what they were doing. Because when you have that feeling, hey, like, you know, I really think I could do this. Like, I'd be really good at, you know, doing a show on this. Or I'd be really good at, you know... Delivering just the facts and just the history or, you know, you've got people are super serious and just 100 percent like like they're reading a news article, you know, what I'm Mm -hmm. saying super serious all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you have people like me who are a little bit squirrely, but can still give you a lot of information just in a different delivery system because I know. I'm quirky. I'm weird. I'm dorky, but people need to laugh. Um, and I crack myself up. I don't know if anybody else thinks I'm funny or not, but you're I, very funny. Yeah. You're very funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those things where I can still deliver information, but in a way that's different. And everybody's like that, where everybody's show is very different. Um, everybody's focus is in a different direction and that's exactly what they're supposed to be doing
1: yeah to a t
0: a hundred percent
1: i I couldn't agree more and it's just the thing i love about it too is everyone's so accepting like so many people have different styles but Mm -hmm. you don't see that in the real world you know Mm -hmm. everyone is so critical they just hate on everything but right i I, I mean i've gotten a few kind of spammy you know uh, fake people complaining and sending me shit, but I just delete exactly. it. I don't, I don't bother. I with get it, a but, lot of bots. Uh huh. But yeah. from all the real people I've talked to, it's nothing but love and positivity, and it's really exactly,
0: yeah. And that's how you know the difference between uh, the bot accounts, which there mm-hmm. are a lot of – ooh, I get them. And there are some days where I may get like 100 bots at a time that are like, so-and-so followed you. And I'm like looking at their account and it's like, no posts, but they have 65,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, baloney. Right. Yeah, baloney. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there's days where that happens and, and whatnot, but – Literally every person that I come in contact with, it's like, "Hmm, you need to reach out to this person or they reach out to me. Like there have been people that have come on my show that have reached out to me that have never even heard of me before. And they end up being freaking phenomenal. You know what I mean? It's like, like I said, everything happens for a reason and you're put, where you're supposed to be at the exact moment you're supposed to be.
1: Yeah. I believe that. I, so it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even really with is. the blue pill. <laughs> that damn blue pill, destroying the prostate.
0: <laughs> it really oh. sucks. And most, most people don't know that either. Yeah.
1: No, they just think like everyone else does. Oh, a miracle cure, one pill. It's all I got to take and all my problems are fixed. No, it doesn't work that way. If it worked that way, it would be in nature. You know what I mean? It would just happen. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: You don't need sources in nature because you have your own nature inside of yourself. Use your animal instincts and let it rip. Anyways. So, Mr. Nico, I love you to pieces. I'm so glad we met um conversations with you are fantastic so i urge everybody to go and check out your show upstate unconventional where can they find that out love
1: thank you so much janet it's a pleasure talking to you i'm so glad we met too um if anyone's interested in listening to my show you can check it out it's on all the major platforms spotify itunes or apple whatever it's called and you can follow me on instagram at upstate underscore unconventional that's uh, i'll always answer you back if you've got something to say or you know as long as you're not a bot i will follow you back and talk to you i'm just trying to build the account up and get more episodes so thank you so much janet for letting me come on and spill my guts
0: (laughs) you're welcome i and i love it because you know Chances are there's a lot of people that are gonna listen to this that um like don't like paranormal stuff, don't wanna get into stuff. But um I urge you to listen to the episode for lots of reasons just because uh things happen to everybody. Uh whether you realize it or not, you have experienced something yes. uh, in your life, whether it's you know Uh, deja vu like i said before or uh always like looking at the clock at the same time every day or you know whatever the case may be those are paranormal things um paranormal does not mean scary ghost stuff uh paranormal also can be space-time continuum um if you believe in space or time (laughs) that's saying but you know what i'm saying um different dimensions different universes um different levels of consciousness and that's what a lot of this is it's not it's not so much paranormal scary ghost stuff um it's levels of consciousness and the people that experience these things the most are people with a much higher level of consciousness. And no, I don't mean that in a smart ass kind of way. Um, I'm just saying that, that it's because uh, those people can pick up stuff that other people are not in tune to. So our frequency tuning on our radios are a lot higher.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's a big reason why I started the show too, just because from talking to so many people at right. different jobs and stuff. Like you get someone talking long enough, they're gonna tell you something weird, and mm-hmm. they're gonna be like, Yeah, I don't really know what to think of that. And it's like, that's that that was yeah. a paranormal or a spiritual, you know. I, I exactly. consider paranormal and spiritual the same thing because right. it's not normal. Exactly. Like uh, I had someone on my pot my last episode, uh, my friend who's a yoga teacher and stuff, she's like, I've never had anything paranormal. And then she goes on to tell me this time she meditated and right. like went back in time saw a vision of her grandmother. And then it was right. the time her grandmother died at the same moment. I'm like, that that's a paranormal. Experience. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's a paranormal experience right
0: there. <laughs> I'm still trying to get her on my show. Uh, so yeah. Uh, if you could put a word in for me, that would be amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, um, Anyway, any final thoughts for you today, my dear?
1: No, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. Uh, It was a great conversation, and I'm going to have to have you on my show too to talk about some of your paranormal experiences.
0: Absolutely, my dear. So, um, thank you again for joining me today. It's always a pleasure. And yes, he really is the sexy teacher, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Um, If you don't believe me, just go look at his profile. Just saying, his wife, is a lucky lady. Yeah. And um, I've never had a teacher like you in my life. Just going to say that. Like all of mine were their pants up to their nipples like Jerry Nadler. Um, so I'm just saying, I've never had a, a good looking teacher.
1: Well, so thank you so much.
0: <laughs> you're super intelligent. And I'm telling you, my friend, um, it's a pleasure to know you. Pleasure to be in this community with you. I wish you much success. Uh, if I can help you in any way, shape, or form, I shall do so. So everybody go like, share, subscribe, comment, download his podcast, uh, upstate unconventional. Follow him on social media as well. Uh Instagram, upstate unconventional, upstate underscore unconventional. Mm-hmm right? Yep. Um. So make sure you do that as well. And so for me and for Nico, you guys have a beautiful evening and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.